Welcome to the sixth Phantom Canyon Production Journal. I am Jeffrey Bridges, executive producer of Pendant Productions and co-writer and co-creator of Phantom Canyon. And I am joined by... Susan Bridges, co-creator, co-writer, co-executive producer. You know, those things that he said. Only One day co- you'll be less awkward when you say that. I don't really care, you know. Like that <laughs> other, I would come up with something if it was important to me, but it's I really see. not. So okay. let's just move on. Well, today we are joined by... Barbara Dillon, who plays Clara in Phantom Canyon. Welcome, Barbara. Hello. Hello, Bridges. How are you today? I am fantastic because I'm talking to you lovely people. Oh, Yay. look at you buttering Aww. us up. That's just... <laughs> no, I'm doing very well. I'm, I'm very excited about Phantom Canyon, and I'm very excited to talk uh, more about it. Well, uh, as are we, we've just actually, we've heard the first three so far now. And um, uh, you, of course, don't, you have a... A very small appearance in the first one, I think, doesn't she? Or does she not even? Maybe you may, do you first appear in the second? I, I believe I first appear in the second episode. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure if you came in at the tail end of one, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So we've heard a good bit of your performance yet. Uh, Is it terrible? Uh, no, it's not terrible. It's fantastic. But um, you are playing a teenager, so that must be very strange. This is well. It's it's funny. I um. We might talk about it later, but I do another audio drama where I play a teenager. So I think I'm just being typecast. I'm like the oldest teenager in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, it's voice acting and no one has to know. That's right. The great thing about voice acting, you know? (laughs) Yes. So, but, well, do you, um, was it familiar then playing another teenager? I mean, okay, the other teenager you play is drastically different from Clara, but. This is very true. Um, you know, it was, it was really interesting playing Clara. Um, I, I feel like one thing that I immediately thought about was just the, the tone of my voice and, and the pitch. And so I very much consciously, especially at the beginning, but I don't want to go too spoilery, but I did change it towards the end. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I tried to sound a little higher. I didn't want to get into that, like, womanly i'm you know world weary talking a little deeper down here so i I, uh wanted to make sure that it was a little more upbeat a little lighter and uh freer so i I definitely tried to to do that and to add that to her but um yeah she's a clara is a great character she was a lot of fun to play um that being said i did a lot of screaming and crying all (laughs) well it is a horror story but but you yes. know, teenagers are want to do that. So that, that, um, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun to play. Hopefully, um, there were no neighbors calling the police on you or whatnot. <laughs> this time, this time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's always a, a dicey thing with uh, recording audio drama the way we do satellite with everyone recording in their own homes because there's not a studio that's like soundproof. So when you have to scream and cry, you know, you could have. People outside going, oh, my God, someone's dying in there. You know. Oh, definitely. Yes. No, there were some some definite screaming moments and just uh, tears that were just fitful rage. So um, I definitely had to be careful and, and kind of schedule around work and make sure that it was a little earlier in the evening. So I wasn't uh, having the cops called on me or frightening neighbors that, you know, uh, my husband, Brian, was not trying to kill me or anything like that. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but no, it worked out just fine and it's, it's a lot of fun and, and honestly doing those, you know, doing a character that requires such energy and such emotion is, it's invigorating. It's a lot of fun. Your, your voice kind of goes after a little bit, but, uh, but it's a lot of fun to do. Well, that is one thing that you've, you've mentioned a couple of times though, that I definitely noticed when listening is that she feels a lot 
younger through your voice because I you really do seem to have a lot of energy in those lines. Even like, you know, there's one scene uh, where she comes out and she's like just woken up and she's a little sleepy. And even then I'm like, man, I wish I had that much energy when I was wide awake. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, Claire is an interesting character Um, for those. Uh, can I talk a little bit about who the character is? Yes, yes of course. Okay. Um, so Clara is, I don't think we definitely defined the exact age of her, probably, I guess, around 16 or so. Yeah, that's um, about right. But Clara is, um, she is not sighted, so she is blind. Um, and so she's raised in this old west town, uh, mostly by her mother. Um, we won't get into what has happened to her father. Um, but uh, her mother is this amazingly strong woman who just knows what she wants and she takes care of her family and she's a no-nonsense woman so I honestly what I really did is is learn the relationship first between Clara and her mother and I think they're a lot of like but they certainly butt heads but I think Clara sees in her mother that uh that strong will and so I think she wants to do that she's kind of testing her mother by trying to be like her so I think she gets shot down a few times but she certainly doesn't let uh, not being sighted stop her. She is full of vigor. She's full of excitement. And and uh, she wants to kind of prove herself. She gets a bit defensive about um, not being sighted. She wants to, you know, prove herself to other people. So I think that comes out a little bit. But uh, she certainly has an, a really interesting arc uh, throughout all six of the episodes. Well, I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. That's certainly <laughs> what we tried to do. I mean, um, with we mentioned this a couple of production journals back when we were talking with um, Darian, who plays your mother in the show, uh, Rebecca, um, mm. that we sort of created Rebecca and Clara together. They were sort of created characters like as a pair that how they would play off of each other and, you know, how they fit into the overall story. So I think sure. they do have a very strong bond between the, the two of them. At least we really tried to, to have that there. And, you know, they they um, they have a very yeah unique and important relationship with each other, I think, in the world that they live in. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I think that I think that Clara really does look up to her mother. They may they may bicker as, you know, teenagers and parents are wont to do. But uh, but I think that she really idolizes her and looks up to her and, and wants to be like her um, as she grows. And I, I think, too, they um, they kind of you, you can see in Clara like when we we also look back at Rebecca's personality and how, you know, Yes, she's really no-nonsense and stuff, but she's got that, like, really strong sense of self that I feel like Clara also has. So mm -hmm. I think yeah. there's a really good parallel there. Definitely. Yeah, and and the interesting thing was just kind of creating this relationship uh, with not having heard or met uh, the actress playing Rebecca. So <laughs> that was really fun, just in my head, imagining what this person was like and how we interacted with one another. Um, but uh, But it was a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, a few other people that we've talked to have mentioned that and that, you know, it's one of the, I guess, idiosyncrasies of recording this way is that you have to just imagine your, your scene partners really until and trust in the director to get the right takes from all the different actors until you hear the final product. And Exactly. Hopefully I didn't make it too challenging for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're wonderful all the time. You're wonderful. <laughs> oh, it's a love fest. Yay. Um. So now in the uh, in the show you have a little bit of a I don't I don't know if it's if it's an accent or it's a little bit of twang in her voice or so you put a little bit of something in there that made her sound really cool but I don't even know how to define it. Yeah, I think it's um uh, the other audio drama I'm working on right now. The character has a 
uh, I guess it's an Appalachian twang to it. It's sort of West Virginia area. Um, so I did something a little similar to that, but uh, wanted to get a little more throaty because I assumed this was more like Old West and it just seemed right to me. So um, so it was kind of an adjustment to that. But yeah, there's definitely a good twang in there. But um, but going back to that relationship with her mother, um, she her mother really wants Rebecca or really wants Clara to be an educated stand up woman. So um, I, I really wanted to have her sound educated, even though, you know, sometimes when she was trying to get away with things, she might, you know, throw in some slang. But uh, but she wanted her to be a lady. So I tried to <laughs> I tried to instill that in the, the voice as well. See, I think that is the excellent kind of you know, approach an actor takes to things that I never think of as myself because mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not an actor, so it just doesn't occur to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's really good. That that makes a lot of sense what you're saying. So, it's it's all in your words, Jeffrey. I promise. <laughs> oh please, I was about a third of the words that you re- read in there. <laughs> I'm sure all the good ones were from everyone else. No. <laughs> What? Why are you looking at me? Well, I've said a lot. I thought perhaps you had other questions. <laughs> like you had something else you wanted to ask. Um. Uh, okay, I'll I'll come up with something. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> well, I will tell you. I was listening to um. Was it Pete's production journal? Oh, yeah. And I promise you that I don't have any stories where anything. Oh, in- you, oh you were maimed or, or wounded. Yeah, that that story like. Wasn't it horrible? The hanger in the eyeball was just absolutely terrible. terrible. I just can't even handle that. That was... I know, it's horrible. <laughs> and this show is not gross in that way. It's not. Right. So I just want to yeah. tell people that. We've mentioned front. that a few times. We're not saying it's completely without its moments, but it is not It's not gross horror. Right, or... it's like creepy horror. We've said you know. this like a lot of times. We really want you people to understand. Well, I know, but then, you know, you mentioned things like coat hangers and eyeballs. Well, that was Pete's go, story, ah! you know. But... <laughs> I just, yeah, that's all. That was terrifying. <laughs> it is terrifying. Horrible. Was there um, anything in particular about, uh, maybe not necessarily about Clara herself, but like, was there any certain scene that you really, really enjoyed, or was there something that gave you a lot of trouble that was really hard to, to sort of, I don't know, you know, get into or to imagine that sort of scenario? Um, there. Let's see. That's a good question. We'll pretend that was mine. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see. There uh, there was a scene. I think there were two scenes that come to mind. One was earlier on. I think it was episode two, the first episode I was in, um, when I really felt like I had to uh, kind of set down or lay down the foundation for the character. And there's a scene with um, Sam and, oh gosh, I'm forgetting names. It's It's basically with Sam and Rebecca and... What is Sam's friend's name? Edwin. 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 And I think I, I think Clara kind of has a little thing for Edwin, and uh, or at least I put that into the character. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was this, it was just an interesting scene, kind of around the kitchen table and and meeting all of these mm. characters that I just I was a little nervous about. I wanted to make sure that the character was coming through well. Um, but the other one, I think the more challenging one is later on in the series. Clara has a kind of a run-in with her mother and her father. Um, and I, again, don't want to give too much away. But uh, it was definitely a challenging scene, especially, uh, you know, kind of doing it on your own and imagining what these other actors are doing. Um, it's so hard to describe without telling you what happens. 
But yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, basically, it's it's the three of them, and it's a very emotional scene and uh, a lot of high energy. So, but uh, but that was definitely one that comes to mind. Very cool. Did you find it? Um, did it get easier as it went on? Like, was the first episode especially? I would guess. I guess anytime you're, you know, um, first voicing a character, you have to, and like you said, establishing them. That's got to be a lot more work. So, were you able to settle in more by like the end of the, by like the, you know, the sixth episode? I felt like I did, yes. Um, the experience that I've had in audio drama before, I've uh, it's just been a, a not in any way comparing. Um, both experiences have been different and unique and amazing. Um, with that experience, I've had a director right there with me to kind of be like, hey, that really sucked. Let's do that again. Um, so there's been that experience, and he can also guide me and direct me towards what it is that he needs in the scene. Um, so I think there was that challenge of kind of, hey, you're on your own and, you know, you really need to make sure that you're giving the director as many different takes and as many different options as possible. Um, so I think that was kind of more of a challenge at the very beginning. But I felt like as it went on, I, I became more comfortable with the character and I could imagine different scenarios with the other actors and, you know, the the possible takes that they could be delivering as well. So so I definitely think I it got more comfortable as time went on. It was just, again, just a different a different experience. That makes sense. We've been doing it, um, doing it this way in Pendant for a long time. So I haven't had the experience of having a, um, you know, a director right there in front of you telling you which takes are working and what isn't and, you know, how to change things. And so uh, to me who doesn't do very much acting at all. That sounds kind of terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I like being able to do like, you know, as many takes as I want until I feel they're good and then send in those ones. And if the director has issues, they ask for new ones and that's fine. But yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know, this you way... You are spared immediate embarrassment. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, that's terrible. Yes. Yeah. Oh, there, there's definitely embarrassment with that as well. <laughs> like, I'm sorry you had to listen to me do that. That was That was really terrible. Um, now, Susan, you, you've done a lot with Pendant as well. What is the experience like for you as you're recording on your own? Do you find these challenges with each character or do you feel just kind of you hit the ground running with each new one? You know, it depends on the character, I guess, because a lot of times, like, I feel like I'm totally tuned into a character right away and then there's no problem at all. And then there's some where it's like I really have to, like, read through the whole script really and be like okay and um especially you know i think the most challenging right now is my my role in tabula rasa because there's so much she doesn't know about what's going on around her it's like half the time i'm not sure if i should read the script or not because <laughs> she shouldn't know what's going on well that's that's very interesting and that actually is something that we should ask barb about because um, through a lot of this, uh, the show Phantom Canyon, there's a, there's a couple of different, um, storylines going on and, and, you know, the characters separate for a while and re-intersect later right. and they follow different paths through things. And so were you reading the, all the scripts all the way through or were you like, were you not reading the parts that Clara didn't know about? So like that you wouldn't have that knowledge and couldn't put it into her line somehow, or how did you deal with that? That's a really good question. Actually, um... The first two scripts, because you guys um, were very kind to send us two at a time so we could get good chunks of what was going on. The first two scripts that came, I read through a few times before recording anything. Um, but then as the second set and the third set of scripts came, um, I was talking about it with some actor friends and just the differences. I, I kind of viewed this to be like TV or episodic um, recording. 
So I kind of wanted to be finding out what was happening in the story as the character was finding out. So the um, second set and third set, I actually would sit down to record before having read the script. Um, and, and again, just did that purposefully. So it'd be like, oh, crap, this is happening now. And to get that kind of guttural or instinctual reaction to what was happening. Um, but I, I definitely would read all of the script just because I wanted I wanted to give an informed performance. So it wasn't just, you know, sometimes if you don't know the whole story, I don't know that you can give a, a, a great performance. Um, but again, that could be different for some actors. Um, but yeah, so I definitely read through the entirety of the script, but I would only record as far as I would have read uh, line by line. So, yeah. So did, were there, were there moments then that you were recording and you were like, Oh my God. And you, <laughs> you caught by surprise a few times. I just keep it recording and just go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now we mentioned before uh, you, you've mentioned several times, you've alluded to uh, another audio drama that you work on. If, if you'd like to talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, I am uh, also involved in the Katniss Chronicles. Yeah! Yay! (laughs) Which is an unofficial audio drama based on the Hunger Games. Uh, We've adapted all three of the books into uh, audio drama format. And, uh, yeah, um, we kind of changed it a little bit for those that know the books. Uh, They're all from Katniss's perspective. Uh, So we did have to change it a bit so that, you know, it wasn't just a narrator for the entirety of it. So we have some added characters to give it a bit more perspective, but we have a full cast, full right, sound right. effects, score. Adaptation, not like an audiobook. Exactly, exactly. So we, uh, we released the first book in its entirety, which was 17 episodes uh, last year. Uh, we did it all before the movie came out. And right now we are releasing the last few episodes of the second book, Catching Fire, uh, currently, and I, I portray Katniss, so it's a lot of fun, and that's where I bring in the southern twang, and I also do a lot of screaming and running and grunting, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, all like you do, so um, so I have lots of practice for, for all of that fun stuff. And it is an excellent show. You should all stop by and check it out. I mean, you know, I love me some Jennifer Lawrence, but Barb <laughs> is like an amazing Katniss. You just oh, got it, so. You're very kind. Thank oh, you, It's sir. true. You're awesome. I love your show. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, where where can they find that if they'd like to? Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's all free online at the website, which is www.thecatnesschronicles.com. Uh, we're also on iTunes as well, so you can search for The Katniss Chronicles. All of the episodes are there. But it's all free, so it's there. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. That is awesome. And I encourage everyone to go check it out. Actually, yeah. I'm going to check it out because I haven't listened to them and I'm totally running out of podcasts these oh, days. Oh, there you go. It's true. Excellent. You guys have been my uh, my lunchtime enjoyment because I've been listening to the production journals every day at lunch. So please oh. keep up the great work. They're wonderful. Well, we have many more to come. Oh, yes. Including this one. Are you going to listen to this one with yourself? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. It's a little weird for for us, or at least for me, you know, listening to the production journals or like our news show Twip, and it's just us talking to each other. And I'm like, I like listening to the parts with Susan, but me, it's a little weird. Do you guys listen? Because we, I'm curious about that. When you do Twip, do you go back and listen to the episode after after it airs? Uh, I don't because I'm I mix it and put it all together after we're done, and so I sort of hear it all as I'm going, you know, to check for audio quality issues and to put it all together and stuff. So after. 
the episode's finished and put up, I don't go back to it, but I just listen to the whole thing. So I yeah. I listen <laughs> sometimes. This is my embarrassing confession. I will listen to Twip just to hear me talk to my husband, and then I'll laugh at the same stuff. <laughs> like I seriously crack myself up. Dork love guys. Dork. <laughs> um. Now you also uh, do another bit of uh, online stuff that's not related to audio drama, but that is also super awesome that you should tell people about. Oh, thanks. Um, yes, so I am the managing editor of Fanboy Comics. Uh, it's fanboycomics.net, and we're an online conglomerate of geek media. We do a lot of advanced reviews of comics, movies, TV, um, video games, pretty much everything in the geek world or geek genre. Um, but we also do several interviews, so we'll go to a lot of red carpet events and conventions to do coverage. Uh, we have several podcasts, um, and we're also an indie publisher. We just had a new book come out. We publish graphic novels and comic books. Um, so yeah, we we don't like free time, so we like to <laughs> cram we in. Like. Yeah, <laughs> you guys know we. Uh, so yeah, we cram in as much as possible. But yeah, so that's that's what I do when I'm not screaming and crying for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best way anybody's ever said it. When I'm not screaming and crying for you. That's, that's <laughs> no, I loved it. I say it in love because it was a lot of fun. Bryant, uh, my husband Bryant, didn't uh, didn't know what the audio drama was about, didn't know what Phantom Canyon was about. And so when I started screaming and crying in the other room, he was like, what is going on? <laughs> You're like, I just hate these people. They gave me this terrible script. <laughs> but uh, no it's it's a lot of fun i i say it all in jest because i i love doing it it's been a lot of fun to work on phantom canyon well that is great to hear because you are awesome in it we we've yeah like i said we've heard the first three and you're fantastic your scenes with um darian who plays rebecca and your mom that you guys i know you haven't heard it yet which is the weirdest <laughs> thing but you guys sound it's, so you're gonna good love together. it is what we're you're saying so good together <laughs> Excellent. I'm really excited. I wish that I could come over there right now and listen to it, but I, I know you probably won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when we're done recording, not in the middle. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, did you have any other questions for her, Susan? Nope, nope, that's it. Nope. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> well, uh, and did you have anything else uh, that you wanted to mention or, or anything you wanted to share before we wrap this up, Barb? I'm good. Just uh, thank you to all of the the pendant ites. Is that what you call? What do you call your fans? Pendulums. Pendulums. Okay. <laughs> thank you to the pendulums for for listening to this, and and hopefully you'll you'll stick around to check out Phantom Canyon because it's a really exciting project. And Jeffrey and Susan and, and Jeffrey Thorne as well, uh, as well as all of the cast and crew have put in a lot of uh, hard work, and it's it's really quality. So I think you guys will enjoy it. Well, thank you very much for being here, Barb. It was great talking to you. And everybody, yes, like she said, be sure you check out the show because if you just listen to these production journals and then you don't listen to the show itself, then that's just gonna be crazy. You're missing out. That's right. <laughs> don't miss out. You one of the cool people. Check out Phantom Canyon this winter. Woo! Woo! I will follow your lead. Whatever you want to talk about is phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. We're getting racy. <laughs> I was like, like hold on. I got to come up with something really, like, really racy. Yeah. <laughs>